Hello, welcome to You Don't Know Mojack. My name's Ryan. My name's Brent. And this episode, we're discussing SST 262, the Grant Hart All of My Senses EP. Interesting to get into this one. It's it's a quickie, and good thing it is, because it is our last episode of 2023, and you know what that means, Brant? That means we're going to do our top 10 picks for the year and our SST roundup. Yeah, so that means Brant is going to flip through his duo tang for about 20 minutes mm-hmm. during this episode, and uh, everyone should just get out their pens. I've got some to mention as well. I'm just so happy that we get to talk about all this and it gives me, you know, a big, long to-do list in between now and when Brandt is ready to do the show in 2024. And it's anybody's guess. So <laughs> get out your pens. You you know, this will give you something to do between now and then. Yeah. All right. Are you ready, Ryan? So, well, how are we doing this? You change the rules all the time and we even talked about it for a minute before the podcast and I'm worried that you changed the rules in the last five minutes. No. So how are we doing this? No, we're going to start with the SST roundup. Okay. Well, hit it. Okay. I'll start with some reissues. Okay. And with some new stuff peppered in too. Trotsky Icepick Ryan, they released an updated version of SST 197, their baby album. Um, remixed actually from the original two inch master tapes by Johnny Bell at Jazz Cats in Long Beach sounds fantastic you can hear it on their band camp also separately the baby bonus tracks from the CD version and I think the cassette version um, are have a separate release on their band camp theme from Hellbent before my madness caves in yeah, digital EP, but uh, nice package there. Yeah. Uh, also on the Happy Squid Bandcamp, Drawing Fire Plus from 100 Flowers, expanded version of the 1984 EP. Uh, it's up from the original five songs to 12, so that's cool. Most interestingly, there's a brand new Trotsky five-song EP called Rules for Future Living. Four originals and a cover of Spirits' I Got a Line on You, performed by John Frank, Tom Hofer, Kale Johansson, Vitas Matari, John Rosewall, and John Talley Jones. Check out the cool video for the single RSVP, a great, hilarious, and poignant song about this virtual meetup world we're living in. And on the uh, Trotsky Squid tip, don't forget that Space Case Records reissued the Happy Squid sampler. Right. Okay, Josh Hayden's excavation of the Treacherous Jaywalkers uh, gems expanded by one release on their Bandcamp this year, and it's a great live set from the Stardust in Bloomington, Indiana, August 14th, 1989. Much of it is from their unreleased post-SST album. So it's especially cool for that. So check that out. Uh, One of the most anticipated reissues of the year, and it didn't disappoint, Southern Lord's beefed-up version of SST-225, Blast's Take the Manic Ride, reproduced by Brad Boatwright and now titled just Manic Ride, looks and sounds amazing, totally worth picking up even if you already own the original. Yeah, I'd agree there. Mofungo's Bandcamp is still missing a bunch of albums, including Bugged, but their debut full-length, Out of Line, released in 1983 on Elliot Sharp's Zor label, is up now. Greg Siegel from Paper Bag has been super busy and prolific as usual. A really cool unreleased solo album from 1985 called A Man Who Was Here. It's eclectic, but it's almost 60s-inspired psychedelic rock, for the most part. 
There's also newer experimental albums uh, called Mostly Happy Ending, Places to Check Out, and It's Not All Bad. Uh, all three are cool and worth your time. Also added is Visceral Inventory, the complete music to trash sessions. March 6th, 7th, 9th, and 10th, 1988. If you recall for SST200, Music to Trash, they recorded four sets at Spinhead, 67 tracks total, 25 of which were used for the album. So there are 42 additional unreleased tracks on this new digital version. Whew. Okay, after cranking out an insane amount of amazing unreleased and official material on the Sonic Youth Bandcamp, um, mainly during the pandemic, Steve Shelley has slowed down a bit, uh, but will settle for quality, not quantity, because live in Brooklyn 2011, their final U.S. show is absolutely killer, and it's up now. 17 songs spanning their entire career, in t including a great version of Psychic Hearts from Thurston's awesome 1995 solo album of the same name. Uh, it's also available in a physical version, double LP, double CD, double cassette. And just announced for February of 2024, an official release of one of the most famous Sonic Youth bootlegs, or infamous, uh, The Walls Have Ears. So, looking forward to that. Have you cracked Thirst's book yet? I have, yep. It's awesome. Yeah, I haven't um, I haven't gotten too far with it, but I've, I'm like, I don't know, 30 pages in. Yeah, I'm, I've got like 30 pages left. It was mm. so good. I'm going to cram that during the holidays here. Italian label Improved Sequence has reissued the two long out-of-print albums by Wino's late 90s band Spirit Caravan, mm. 1999's Jug Full of Sun and 2001's Elusive Truth. They're both honestly some of the best stuff Wino has ever done, both available digitally as well as on CD and LP. Uh, these just came out, so don't sleep on them. They'll, they will sell out for sure if they haven't already uh, by the time this episode is out. Okay, strap in, Ryan. Uh, here's some of the, the most prolific artists associated with SST, what I kind of refer to as the no-age artists, and here's what they've been up to in 23. Although, Watt probably outpaced all of them, but uh, we'll find out. We shall out. see. We'll we see, shall, we shall see. see. Uh, I'll start with Elliot Sharp. Uh, the Complete String Quartets, 1986 to 2014, is exactly what it says. And it includes his performances with the Soldier String Quartet on SST-129, Tessellation Row, and the bonus tracks on 232, Hammer, Anvil, Stirrup. Uh, it says, vividly remastered to 24-bit depth. He's also added a totally unhinged carbon performance, Amsterdam 2010. It's like industrial noise rock free jazz. Uh, there's also some material up on his band camp, uh, some new stuff. Uh, covers of the Velvets, White Light, White Heat, uh, Dylan's Masters of War. In Camera is an eclectic solo avant-garde style performance um, on various instruments. Uh, Step is solo layered electric guitars, also very experimental. By far my favorite, other than the Amsterdam performance, is an album called The Collapsed Wave, where he pays tribute to some of his guitar inspirations. Hendrix, Jeff Beck, John McLaughlin, Sonny Chirac, of course. Uh, these aren't covers either. These are original compositions by E-Sharp inspired by those artists. Mm, cool. Pastiche. Yeah. Uh, there's also a live recording from 1998, ja uh, 1998 Jazz Festival in Switzerland you can find for purchase on Bill Laswell's Bandcamp. It's Bill, Jack Dejeanette, Graham Hayes, and E-Sharp. 
It's Elliot on guitar and clarinet. It's called Willisaw. Also an album on U.S. noise label, Imploding Sounds. It's called Topical Anesthetic. Elliot on guitar. Zana Zangeros on live processing. I think it's manip- kind of manipulating Elliot's guitar in real time. Pretty chill year for Henry Kaiser by his usual standards. Um, an improvised solo guitar album on his label, Meta Language. Uh, it lists the various guitars he plays. He, he has an insane gear collection, of course, and lots of weird one-off guitars with names like Tom Anderson Cobra, <laughs> Verso Cosmo Guitar, and Steve Klein Headless Trans Trem Electric. Uh, another improv album on his label Fractal, Haunted by Eternity, with Scott Amendola on drums and Michael Manring of, among many projects, the awesome Sad Happy on bass. It's classic Henry Kaiser, weird and wild AF. Uh, post-pandemic, he's slowed down on his weekly solos on the QNFORM YouTube channel. They're quarterly now. Uh, but called from these performances is Trouble with the Treble. Collected performances with Henry, Swedish guitarist Jimmy Agron, and Scott Colby. Yeah. Crazy Backwards Alphabet bandmate Andy West plays on a few tracks. Mike Keneally on a track. Uh, there are there are several Zappa covers on this album, Trouble with the Treble. Um, check out Weekly Solo number 36, where they play a bunch of Zappa and Beefheart covers, along with Michael Maximenko, also of CBA. Apparently, the only way to get this CD is free by ordering something from the Wayside Music website, um, which is the distribution arm of Cuneiform. Uh, you can find most of these on the weekly solos there's also one of them performing with drumbo of the beefheart band also of crazy backwards alphabet yeah uh fred frith has been characteristically busy a live recording from 2021 with fred on guitar along with trumpet player susanna santos silva it's called laying demons to rest free improv like most of his stuff uh a studio free improv record called dancing like dust with percussionist Nuria and Dora, you can hear it all on the Clang Gallery Bandcamp. Another on the same label with Fred and Hardy Fox, both playing various instruments, very experimental, but it's super fun. That one was a highlight for me. Some of it is like soundtrack music. That one's called A Day Hanging Dead Between Heaven and Earth. Um, there's also a Double Live Skeleton Crew album recorded over various dates in the 80s called Free Dirt. That's the group Fred formed with Tom Cora of Post Massacre. Uh, that's wild as hell. There are, are at least um, seven other Fred Frith projects released in 2023. So in the interest of time, I'm going to just stop there for Fred. But lost to check out. Uh, Jason Kahn of many SST bands. Um has two new live recordings from tours in 2022. It's experimental, electronic noise, both up on his Bandcamp and both also available on CD. Lee Ronaldo was involved in a few releases. Velvet Serenade with Pascal Conlade and Ramon Prats. It's experimental, instrumental versions of Velvet Underground songs. Hell Gate, a 2019 collection with Belgian group Wild Classical Music Ensemble. Steve Shelley has been busy as the drummer in the newly reactivated Bush Tetris, who 
have released their first album in 11 years, the excellent They Live in My Head, released this year by our pals at Wharfcat Records, who, by the way, a few years back released the crucial comp Rhythm and Paranoia, the best of Bush Tetras. Top-notch post-punk, so check out their new album. It's awesome. Steve also co-produced and played drums on the new album by the UK artist Emma Tricka, kind of psychedelic folk. Uh, Jason Victor of the Dream Syndicate also produced and played on that record. Thurston has an experimental live album, Live at the Stone, recorded in 2018 with guitarist Bill Nace, who plays with Kim in Bodyhead. Also on this new live recording, Samara Lubelski, who was in Thurston's Chelsea Light Moving Project. Also reissued on Record Store Day this past April is the William Hooker, Thurston Moore, Elliot Sharp collaboration, Shambhala from 1993, released on vinyl for the first time. Paul Rossler, no releases under his own name, but typically prolific as a producer and session player, produced and played keys on Inger Lore of the Nymphs comeback album, Gloryland, released on Kitten Robot. It's a really cool album. It's kind of rootsy, um, rootsy rock, I guess. Angelique Conlington of the Hangman plays bass on it, so that's cool. He produced and playing wises all over the new Josie Cotton album, Day of the Gun. Pretty star-studded release. Clem Burke is on it. Eddie Spaghetti. Kenny Lyon is on it. We had Kenny on for episode 196 for Paul's abominable solo album. Paul also produced and engineered many other albums this year. Uh, on the Trees front, uh, a new release of the Jeffrey Lee Pierce sessions with a version of Go Tell the Mountain featuring Nick Cave, Warren Ellis, and Mark Lanigan. Uh, Gary Lee Connor also has two great new songs, uh, kind of a digital single on his band camp. Um, his solo material is just a total throwback to the SST era of the trees. Yeah. And of course, there's the new Screaming Trees live at Egg Studios that we talked about, I don't know, last week or the week before. Third Secret released a new one this year. That's the supergroup of Chris Novoselic, John Dupree of Void with Matt Cameron and Kim Thale, along with Jillian Ray and Jennifer Johnson, who were both in Giants in the Trees with uh, Novoselic. Um, that's worth checking out. You also mentioned Matt Cameron's Melvin's collab last episode, uh, Gory Scorch Cretans. Yep. Kid Congo Powers and the Near Death Experience live in St. Kilda on In the Red Records. It's live in Australia with Kid performing songs spanning his whole career, including the Gun Club, the Cramps, uh, and the guitarist in the NDE is Harry Howard. Yeah, brother, totally. Yeah, brother of Roland S. Howard. Still no sign of the these Immortal Souls reissues, by the way. There's a new HR album called Let Love Lead the Way. Um, there's a reggae version of the Bad Brain song Attitude on there. A song called Let Love Lead the Way 2. I don't know if you got a chance to check that out, Ryan, but it's just okay. Not yet. Um, this LA, LA band, Gods of Sometimes, featuring Brad Davis of Fu Manchu, um, kind of this Neil Young and Crazy Horse vibe. They have a really cool self-titled record that has Jay Mascus tearing it up on a track called In the End. Also, the Folk Implosion, Music for Kids. I think you spieled about that a couple months ago, maybe. Yeah, double LP reissue on Domino. Yep. Heavy Blanket, Moon Is. Uh, on Outer Battery Records, engineered by Jay Mascus, 
um, who's also the guitarist on it. It's cool. Mm -hmm. A bit more range on that one. Some Sabbathy tracks, some jazzier stuff. Definitely has a live in the studio jam vibe. Not something I go back to a ton, but it's a cool listen. The long-promised Husker Du Tonight Longhorn also came out on Record Store Day in April. Three recordings, separate recordings from the Longhorn, 79 to 80, similar to some of the very early early material on the Savage Young Du box set. More kind of late 70s British punk feel on the 79 set, but by 1980 they started getting much faster. Recorded by Terry Katzman, uh, Peter Jesperson is the MC on the recording. Produced by Greg Norton, liners by Thurston, kind of reworked in the studio by Tom Herbers, kind of a tie-in with this episode. We oh had, yeah, totally. Yeah, we had Tom on as a guest for Grant's 2541 release. Pretty quiet on the Descendants front, a Tulsa band called Cliff Diver released a cover of Oh Bondage Up Yours featuring Stefan on, on guitar, so that's cool. Doug Carrion and Peter Kortner's Field Day Band uh, released kind of their debut full-length, I suppose. It's called Acquisition. It's their three EPs on one album with two unreleased tracks, Sure and Blindness. Yeah, it's a comp, basically, I would say. Yeah. Off. Their FLSD EP on Fat Possum came out on Record Store Day in April. I believe these are tracks recorded at the same time as the Free LSD record uh they totally rule they're as good as anything on the album they're not throwaways but where's the movie ryan <laughs> i don't know right yeah there's so many movies that that band off has started where are they <laughs> uh there's a new yawning man the desert rock band with connections to sst bands like uh, fatso jetson and the sort of quartet it's called long walk of the navajo it's a really great one to kind of zone out to George Hurley and Joe Dean's group, the Wrinkling Brothers, have a bunch of new live recordings up on their band camp. These are live improv jams. Um, a highlight for me was Live at the Sardine in Pedro from September with Vince McGruney on sax. We've talked about Vince a bit in relation to El Grupo Sexo, but we'll be seeing him on tons of SST releases with bands like Fatso Jetson, Bazooka, Brother Weasel. Okay, Ryan, here's kind of what I'm calling the heavy hitters. Some of the big ones for me this, this year. Yeah, because I'm looking at my list and there's still a bunch you haven't mentioned yet. Keep going. Okay, Das Domin, 1986 yep. Keeps Me Wild. There we go. Yeah, this is the reissue of their debut EP um, with 11 bonus tracks. The original six-song EP, some updated um, mixes with friends like Gary Lee Connor, Dezo, uh, several outtakes, a new copy of Lyle's zine, Damaged Goods, um, also now available on LP on Dromedary Records, and they're playing shows, including three with Dinosaur in January 2024. I, I saw that. I'm <laughs> like, why? Why am I not at those shows? I know. Oh, so awesome. Fingers crossed for a, a permanent reunion and some new material. Okay, the album Sing Song Sung. And those are all spelled with a silent P in front of the sing-song song. The album's called Only Fan on ORG Music. Um, what exactly this is a, is a little confusing to me. It's a Raymond Pettibone project. Um, obviously, he created the amazing cover art. Mm. Uh, the bio on the ORG site talks about this group existing in some form back in the era when Firehose was still active. 
says they open for them at several LA clubs, billing themselves as Super Session. It says uh, Watt and Pete Mazich of the Second Men, etc., have been incurred, like kind of been pushing for this album. The bio talks about Pettibone providing lyrics to the musicians to build songs around. Pete produced and recorded the album in Pedro. It says the band's sound is built around the infectious melodies of singer guitarist Ricky Sepulveda. I think is how you pronounce it. It also mentions that um, he plays D Boone's Telecaster on on the track "This Thing Called Love." Ricky does. Uh, that's all it really says about the musicians in the bio. Uh, the ORG Bandcamp credits Ricky on guitars and vocals. The only other credit I could find for Ricky is as the lead guitarist in the Rick Lawndale band on their 2001 album Surfabilly Rock. So I don't know I don't know too much about uh, Ricky Sepulveda. Ray Farrell is the bassist in this band and uh, I've seen Ray make mention of the super sessions with Raymond many times so yep. I kind of yep. I kind of knew he was involved. Uh, Dirk Vandenberg is on drums. We know Dirk from his connections to the Minutemen, as well as a member of Tragic Comedy and D Boone's Hammerdown. Uh, and then it, the Bandcamp credits Raymond Pettibone with words and vocals. What do you know about this release, Ryan? Not much more than what you said. I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting listen, I would say. Definitely has kind of a, a jangly 60s, mm-hmm. 70s vibe to it. It's not It's not like heavy. It's uh, it's it's kind of jangly and folk rocky. It's actually pretty good, I thought. In the ORG bio, they talk about Arthur Lee and Love and the Bobby yep. Fuller Four, Kevin yep. Ayers. Yeah, definitely. As you said, like a sixty sixties vibe. There's even a song called Bobby Darren on it. Of course, it's gloriously weird, also, but it's kind of a must here, in my opinion. Yeah, it's cool. Also, the uh, Pettibone Oliver August set, um, collaboration today, seven inch on German label Squama. Uh, I haven't heard it. It's described as non music, non music experimental spoken word. I'd agree with that. <laughs> it's you, their it's their second collab too. Yeah, Run Westy Run Beyond Reason self released their first full length studio album since Green Cat Island in nineteen ninety. So a 32-year gap. They've been playing shows for a number of years, like probably close to a decade, if not longer. Uh, So they kind of say they've been working on these songs for the past, whatever, 10 years. Uh, A few date even further back, probably to the 90s. The current lineup has original members, Kirk Johnson on vocals, Craig Johnson and Terry Fisher on guitars, along with Paul McFarland on bass and Peter Anderson on drums, who also engineered this. Uh, It's a rockin' album. They've maintained that stonesy vibe, some killer riffs and playing. Kirk's vocals are still perfect for the music. It's ragged, borderline tipsy-gypsy. It's so good. Okay, we're still like 100 episodes away from Oxbow on the show, but they have a new album out on Ipecac called Love's Holiday. Their first since 2017. It's an exceptionally good album. Um, Consistent lineup for the band, too. Vocalist Eugene S. Robinson gets a lot of the attention, deservedly, uh, but co-founder Nico Wenner is critical to the band's sound, and drummer Greg Davis and bassist Dan Adams, I believe, have been in the band from the start also, um, although don't quote me on that. 
it's uh, noisy, arty, rockin', heavy, and it's really good. Mentioned the trees, uh, wrong turn to Jehannam, uh, live from Egg Studios, 1991. Have you heard it yet, Ryan? Did you score a copy? I did. It's in the mail, though, and at this time of the year, it might get here February, for all I know. Yeah. Major release, obviously, from an SST related I, band. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. And I don't want to. I don't want to hear any of it until the record arrives in my mailbox. I don't yeah. want to hear us. I don't want to hear a second. I don't think you pr- can anywhere that I've found, unless somebody's uploaded it to YouTube or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to hear it until the vinyl hits my turntable. I believe I've seen Gary Lee mention that it'll be getting a wider release next year. So if anybody yeah. didn't score it for Record Store Day. Yeah, that's a good thing. A lot of my friends were really griping about how hard it was to get, especially up here in Canada. Yeah. It ba- it basically got scooped up in the US and the UK like instantly and then, you know, it, it's impossible to get in Canada yeah. by all accounts. Everyone is was phoning around furiously to every record store in Western Canada for a week in a, for a week and no one had it and uh pretty disappointing to the fans, I would say. Yeah, I I wasn't able to score a copy, but I'm not super panicking about it. I know it. I'll I'll get it if it if they re re release it or whatever. Okay, Meat Puppets Camp Songs, self released by the band Digital and on LP. These are live soundboard recordings of the original trio, circa ninety one to ninety four, mainly country covers and some kind of goofing off. All the dates and locations are listed on the liner notes. It's not going to be anyone's favorite Meat Puppets release, and it's no replacement for a new studio album, but it's it's a pretty fun listen. Yep, and uh, the Forbidden Places record was reissued. Right, yep. There's also the You Demonics album, Best Behavior, which is Chris, Derek, and Elmo, along with Ron Stabinski. Basically, the current lineup of the Pups minus Kurt. You can find that and some other kind of newer jams on Derek Bostrom's Bandcamp. Okay, for me, Ryan, best for last as far as SST releases, The Divine Horseman, Bitter End of a Sweet Night. Same lineup as 2021's Hot Rise of an Ice Cream Salesman, Chris D., Julie Christensen, Peter Andrews, along with Bobby Permanent on bass and DJ Bone Break on drums. I saw they're actually playing some shows with X, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I loved Hot Rise, great comeback album. This one's even better in my opinion. 16 tracks, seven written by Chris and Peter, two written uh, by Chris and Julie, two just by Julie. One song, Garden of Night, features lyrics by Erica Ware, who was associated with the Flesh Eaters in the late 90s. Uh, There's a Chris song from his 95 solo album, Love Cannot Die, called Murder of Courage, which was re-recorded for this. And then three super tasty covers, Anita Lane's The Next Man That I See, uh, the Smoke Fairies Coffee Shop Blues, and It's Still Nowhere by Ed Cupper's uh, post Saints Band, The Aints. Mm. Uh, amazing lyrics. Chris is on top form. Julie is just a phenomenal singer. Peter is just the riff master general. Uh, seriously, I needed this album this year. I love it. And check out the awesome Dave Markey directed vid for Dirty Like an Angel. Yeah, saw that. It, it's cool, man. Yeah. Hey, you hit almost every single SS Tree release that I had on my list, but I've got a few here to mention real quick. Of course, don't forget about the Don't Sleep record Sea Change yep. on N Hits Records. The Folk Implosion also put out a new EP. They're back together. It just goes with on Joyful Noise. 
this was insanely hard to get. I did not get a copy of this one, but hopefully it will come out as like bonus tracks on the full length. That's what I hope. I don't know how you characterize this record. Is it is it archival? Is it new? Is it a reissue? But the Rig Demolstruct cassette came out on Water Under the Bridge. That's cool. I snagged a copy of that for you and me. Um, the Royal Arctic Institute, kind of a comp from Catnip to Coma to Catharsis, came out on 12-inch, which was cool because I missed it when it first came out. Uh, one of those cassettes anyways. But you can get all of the the tracks on this 12 inch on already dead records and then i mentioned this a few weeks ago but uh, a new track digital track by wretched edsel's echo mountain I've checked it out a few times since too man i hope they put out a full length very very cool instrumental stuff that of course just to mention some of the people in the band john rosewell hunter crowley Check out the Wretched Edsels uh, related to Trotsky and great. Um, but that's all I've got, Brant, on the SS tree that you haven't covered already, with the exception of... Watts on bass? You got it, man. <laughs> so here we go. I've got uh, at least 11. There's probably more probably. releases from Mike Watt this year that I didn't catch, but here we go. And I've mentioned all of these on the show before, but just so people have them handy, some of them are just amazing and you got to check them out um, number one here on my list raul cantizano and hidden forces trio their self-titled lp watt guests on vocals on that record uh, dtr and mike watt it's not a hippocampus it's a seahorse that's a digital lp only that's a cool listen um el sonio del marineo tribute to miles copper seaton seven inch on red parakeet records check out that one the Jump Started Plowhards Round 2, out on recess. So far, digital only. Can't wait for that LP physical to come out. Mainsteam Stop Valve, MSSV, the Human Reaction LP on Big Ego Records. Big Ego has put out a ton of great stuff this year. Go check out Chris Schlarb's label. My buddy Derek, who's going to come up again later, he saw MSSV in Toronto, and he said, um, even Watt, he's, he's playing sitting down these days because his knees are just frigged. Um, but just a force to be reckoned with. They had a total mind blow yeah. from the MSSV show. I uh, wish I could see them. Pelican Man, Planet Chernobyl. This is a collab between Watt and Petra Hayden out on ORG Music. That's a cool record. SLW and Watt, Purple Pie Plow on Kill Rock Stars. Very cool. Spirit of Hamlet, Northwest Hammeretto on Broken Sound Tapes. That's a cool record. Uh, Mike Watt and the Bobbly Men are back with Surfing with the Claws. That's a a, uh, a holiday single on Red Parakeet Records. And, of course, Surfing with the Claws is a, is a play on Surfing with the Shaw, that amazing urinals tune that Mike often plays live, too. That's a great single. Uh, Mike Watt and Larry Mullins rounded out their, uh, their Stooges tribute, Seven Inches. This is a TVI single on ORG. Watt mentioned in an interview earlier this year that all of those Mullins Seven Inches that came out for Record Store Day, they will eventually be collected on a full length, which uh, I can't wait for. And then um, this one is pretty obscure, but it's cool and not a band I would normally check out. But White Feathers, as always, it's a digital track that Watt guests on bass for. Hmm. And you can totally tell it's Watt on bass and it sounds great. That's all I got though for Watts on bass. Whew. Mike yeah. Watt. Keep it up, man. Yeah. National treasure. Right on, man. Hey, uh, just a, real quick, a few other things that I flagged that are SS 
related. Uh, Johnny's Uncalled For, the Lost album on Wick yeah. Records, featuring a teenage Johnny Golden on guitar and vocals. We've had JG on episode 139. He mastered, I'd wager, 90% of the albums we've seen on SST. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a cool record, man. Yeah. A few cool covers I heard this year. You were mentioning Rick White last episode, I believe. Of Possibly, er- Eric's yeah. Eric's etc. Yeah, the Blue Fog label put out some cool stuff. He also did that Sadie's tribute record. Yeah, he has a new covers album up on his Bandcamp called 20 Golden Hits of the 80s, where he covers a bunch of his favorite songs and artists from the 80s. And he ha- he does Dinosaur's Repulsion. Oh, yeah. Husker Du's Don't Want to Know If You Are Lonely and the Descendants song Good Good Things. So check that out. Cool. Have you heard of this band Dead Pioneers, Ryan? No. Okay, so it's Abe Brennan of My Name, etc., and he has this wild new band, Dead Pioneers, a mix of spoken word and punk rock, fronted by this guy, Greg Deal, who's an, in, an indigenous activist, I would say. Uh, most of the songs deal with indigenous rights and kind of the breaking of stereotypes, truth and reconciliation, etc. They cover the Circle Jerks' uh, World Up My Ass and the Minimant song, The Punchline. Mm, which, cool. is, you know, if you think back to the lyrics... Yeah. You know, I believe when they found the body of General George A. Custer quilled like a porcupine with shit in his pants or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> um, okay, Ryan, now the moment I've been waiting for all year, our top 10 lists, the best of 2023. Honestly, man, like, um, it's crazy how much I agonize over this. I had a short list of 29 albums. I somehow wow. managed to whittle it down to 10. Jeez, Louise. Uh, this is my favorite episode of the year. I wait all year for this to kind of talk about all this music. We, you know, you and I don't talk really about new music throughout the year. We probably used to before we started the show, but now I, <laughs> now I kind of just save it all up. You know, I don't even talk about it on the show because I just want to save it all for this episode. Yeah, well, if, I, if we talked about it, how the hell would you, at our year-end episode, say every time I say something, I knew you were going to say that? Or, or if you say something that you was in your favorite i can go sucked yeah <laughs> or or that shouldn't be in your top 10 that doesn't qualify Knew as it. per as Knew per it. the as per the mojack bylaws yeah this is our seventh top 10 episode ryan if you can wow. believe that so that's 140 amazing records at minimum over the last uh seven years i can't believe we how many more years are we doing this probably two or three at least right probably you want Ish. to you want to hear our number ones going back to when we started out in 2017? Sure, let's okay. do it. I mean, I didn't think we well, we kind of do our top ten like in no particular order, except number one is number one, right? Is that the idea? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's hear it. Number ones. Okay, 2017. Your pick was the replacements for sale live at Mac- <laughs> Maxwell's 1986. <laughs> Knew it. <laughs> Mine was the dream sin to get how did I find myself here. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. 2018, your number one was The Hand, When All of the Shit Hits All of the Fans. Yes, that is so good. Oof. And mine was The Manic Street Preacher's Resistance is Futile. 2019, your pick was Pile, Green and Gray. Oh, that's was, so good. Yeah, mine was The Pops, Dusty Notes. I wish, you know, Pile has put out like four records since then. It's still, none of them are still as good as that one. I want them to get back to that one. 2020, yours was Hum Inlet. Oh, oh my God. That's so good. And mine was The Thunder from Down Under with Power Up. ACDC. You know what? I'm I'm glad when you're saying this, like 
these were legit because I still listen to these records. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, 2021, yours was the Sorry Ma box set. (laughs) (laughs) I know, and you gave me hell for that. Jeez, I wonder what your number one might be this year. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, but anyways. Okay, um, and mine was Iron Maiden's Sunjutsu. Oh, yeah, cool. And then last year, yours was the Sadie's Colder Streams, and mine was the Helicopter's Eyes of Oblivion. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I checked back, by the way, Ryan, and you went first last year. Okay, so you should go first gonna, this year. I'm going to get us started this year. Okay, please do. Okay, Coffin, and that's uh, spelled out C.O.F, etc. if you're looking for it. Uh, the album's called Australia Stops on UK label Bad Vibrations Recordings, also on Goner in North America. Um, it's an acronym, acronym Coffin, uh it stands for Children of Finland Fighting in Norway, <laughs> which is odd because they're an Aussie band, Sydney to be exact. I know I've talked about them in my honorable mentions uh, a few years back for their killer yep. split with the band Miniskirt. Yep. This album is balls out high vol- voltage Aussie rock. I'd say Birdman meets Powder Monkeys would be a pretty accurate description. Uh, their drummer, Ben Portnoy, is also the lead vocalist. Lead guitarist Abijah Rado is just so tasty. Uh, check out his solo on the title track for this album, Australia Stops. I'll put it to you this way. Think of all the great Australian rock bands that you love, Ryan. Coff- Kate, just, Kate just thought of them. Do Kate, it. Coffin is as good as any of those bands. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. It's up to me now. Uh, my first one to mention is the Baroness record, Stone. Yep. And you and I actually did exchange a couple of texts on this one throughout the year, just noting how excellent and epic it is. I, I got a chance to see them live a couple of months ago. I've seen them, I think, three, maybe four times. This is by far their best lineup, my favorite lineup for sure. Uh, Gina on guitar just brings a whole nother level. Uh, she's a great singer too, but the rhythm section is just insanity. They're so good, so tight. And live, they bring it. And this record, Stone, is epic. And unlike their preceding two or three, there's not really like a single on this record. Yeah. It's it's super heavy prog. Just loved it. Just loved it. And I listen to it a ton still. Like, I'm not tired of it at all. Agreed. Okay, number nine for me is by this band, Horrendous. And the album's called Ontological Mysterium on Season of Mist. Death Metal from Philadelphia. This is their fifth album. As soon as I heard it, I knew it would be Decibel Magazine's pick for their album of the year, and it is. Um, They've kind of always championed this band, and with good reason. They totally rule. It's technical without being overproduced or sounding like, uh, you know, a studio construct like a lot of death metal does. Mm, Um, uh, So much of technical death metal is just super slick um, and pro-tooled to shit. This sounds like a real band. There's fretless bass, shredding guitars, riffs galore, some jazz influence, kind of like the band Cynic. Some of the riffs are almost like ACDC or classic rock. There's some Voivodisms, uh, great vocals, not guttural. Uh, it just rewards you with new stuff every time you hear it. Yeah, I know what you, I mean, I don't know that genre, like who are we kidding? But I know what you mean when it sounds like it was constructed in the studio. Yeah. I know that's, I know that sound and, uh, 
it just speaks to how good they are in terms of musicians when it yeah. sounds like it's a live record. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. My next one is the return from Sam I Am. The mm-hmm. Sam I Am record stowaway on Pure Noise Records. This is their first record since 2011's Trips. And guess what? It sounds just like Sam I Am. And I love it. Killer writing, killer musicianship. Jason's vocals are just killer as always the band is on fire this is a great i was actually listening to it before we recorded this morning and it gave me the feels again i've listened to it a ton of times this is a all-time classic sam i am record i wish i could see them live yeah i know you you go way back with that band and that they're a, a fave of yours that was not on my radar at all so i'll check that out yeah, like we were just uh, guests on the Where It Went pod and we were talking about the 90s. But like I got into Sam I Am with like Billy and Soar, the New Red Archives records, and I've been with them all along. This is just an insane record. Okay, number eight for me. No surprise, Ryan. Pat Todd and the Rank Outsiders, <laughs> Sons of the City Ditch on the reactivated Australian label Dogmeat, who Pat has a, a long history with going back to the Lazy Cowgirls. I think Pat's made three of my top tens since we started this show. At least, yeah. Long-time listeners will know I'm a mega fan. I sincerely believe Pat's one of the greatest living American songwriters. This is his seventh album, uh, along with a bunch of EPs and singles, since forming the band in 2006. As I've said before, the man cannot write a bad song. It's just He's just one of those artists that never lets you down. His voice is right there, as strong as ever. Great band. Great new originals to add to his already phenomenal back catalog, like Living in a World of Hurt, Venus De Milo Broke My Back, uh, the title track, a few cool covers, Jeff Beck's Hi-Ho Silver Lining, David Johansson's Donna, a perfect cover for Pat, a re-recording of the Cowgirl song Back Down in the Basement as kind of a boogie-woogie version, long live Pat Todd, truly the voice of his generation. Wow. Yeah. I always snag a Pat Todd record when I come across them. I don't, I'm not a completist like you, but I'm never disappointed. It's rock solid yeah. every single time. I would agree with that. Uh, okay. My next record is from Ontario, Canada. Life in Vacuums, new record, Lost, out on Born Losers Records. This is post hardcore noise of the highest order. Follow up to 2018's All You Can Quit when I saw them live on that tour. This is pre pandemic. I really hope they make it out west. Uh, Ross and Sasha, as uh, the brothers on guitar and drums, are just tighter than ever. These are great, again, post hardcore noise songs of the highest order. It's a real shame that all these threads I follow in kind of the post hardcore noise uh, genre, they don't get more recognition, but Life in Vacuum lost multiple dozens of uh, spins on the turntable. Excellent record. Yeah, you've mentioned that band before. Totally. Just so good. Okay, my number seven pick is going to get some people rolling their eyes, I think, but I don't give a shit. Metallica, 72 Seasons. Oh, no way. Yeah, on their own label, Blackened. So here's my thing with Metallica. Like a lot of people my age, I was a huge fan. Uh, I completely rejected the Black Album when it came out. I felt at the time like... It was the ultimate betrayal, uh, and it only got worse from there. I've never even heard the albums Load or Reload or Saint Anger, and I don't want to hear them. I know it's crap. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now, maybe, well, not maybe. 
I've definitely softened my opinions on music as I've gotten older. Like, I don't hate the Black Album now like I did when it came out. Uh, I bought Death Magnetic in 2008, kind of the first Metallica album I've bought since uh, Justice came out in, you know, 30 years prior. I really like Death Mag Magnetic. I bought Hard Hardwired to Self-Destruct in 2016. Didn't like it as much, but it was still okay. This album, for me, uh, is a really good Metallica album. I mean, it's popular to shit on Metallica because they're so huge and Lars is such a knob. Uh, but I respect them. They seem like good people. Uh, I think it's cool that they're still motivated to, to try really hard to make good music. It's a long album. It's one hour, 17 minutes. There's an 11-minute song on it called Inamorata, I think is how you pronounce it. It's their longest song of their career. It's, it's actually one of my favorites on the album. I don't know. People should probably stop being too cool for school when it comes to Metallica and give them some respect. This is a good album. I listen to it a ton, probably more than every album in my top 10, actually. Wow. Yeah. So here's a question. Are you going to go back and fill those Metallica holes? Which ones? Load and all that? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Here's my next one. Hey, Colossus. Their new record, In Blood, on Wrong Speed Records. I actually have two records on Wrong Speed in my top 10. Great label. Uh, this is the follow-up to 2020's Dances Curses, where Lanigan was a guest vocalist on a track. This is slow, heavy, melodic, amazing music from Hey Colossus. I'm totally in. And it's probably one of their catchier records. Maybe that's part of the reason that it made my top 10, but I just did not tire of this record. All right, number six for me is Baroness Stone. Hey, look at that. Yeah, on their own label, Abraxan Hymns. I know you've kept up with Baroness. Uh, Gray and Gold actually made your top 10 in 2019, Ryan. Yes. Uh, I have kind of written them off. Uh, like, truthfully, I haven't liked their last three records at all. Uh, for me, they've been kind of going down since the Blue Album in 2009. You didn't like uh, Green and Yellow? Mm. Not to my recollection, no. Wow, or yellow and green, can't yeah. remember, wow. Solid rhythm section with uh, Nick Jost and Sebastian Thompson, having been in the band for a decade now. Newish guitarist Gina Gleason really came into her own, her own on this one. There is some serious shredding here. Um, for me, this is their best in a long time. It's proggy, melodic, heavy, uh, just really good songs. John's lyrics are great. Mm -hmm. uh, Gina pitches in on vocals. Beautiful packaging, of course, with all of the amazing John Baisley artwork. A great return to form. Yeah, couldn't agree more. All right, for me, man, one of my all-time favorite bands that I got into as a teenager, Scream, the new Scream record, DC Special, out on Discord. Franz, Pete, Skeeter, and Kent, rest in peace, Kent. Total top form Scream Get the CD version with six extra tracks. Go ahead and get the vinyl, but you got to get the extra six tracks. Tons of guests on this record from the Discord DC scene. One of the last records recorded and produced by Don and Ian at Inner Ear. And it's great. And it just made me remember all of those great Scream records because all of them are great. I got the um, first couple of records on like one of those great discord cd comps as a kid and i was like wow this is like bad brains and the clash and with some reggae and everything and just always been a fan of scream i actually kind of didn't really follow them into the dave grohl years but in the later years got into the dave grohl records 
this is top form scream you gotta get the dc special amazing that must have just squeaked in for you didn't that like just come out yeah yeah i mean i've i've been look the the physicals in the mail i've been listening to the digital for about a month it's killer that's so unryan of you I had to hear it. I had to hear it. And it's so good. It's yeah. so good, man. They just sound amazing. Okay. Another shocker for, for you, Ryan, will be my number five pick. The Hangman, Stories to Tell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Acetate Records, their longstanding label. I love this band. Like Pat Todd, Brian Small can write a song. Uh, he's a lifer, too, like Pat. Great follow-up to 2019's Cactusville, which made my top ten that year also. Uh, they just keep getting better since reforming 23 years ago. Midnight Riders might be a top five Hangman song, uh, and it's on this record, and that's saying something because they've got some great songs. Like Cactusville, a nice mix of trashy L.A. sleazy rock and roll mixed with Gun Club-esque country blues influence material. Mm. Uh, the Running Kind, a song on here, could easily be a Gun Club song. Love it. Cool. I wasn't aware of that. I better check that one out. All right, so... This was another nostalgic record, but also a great record. Young James Long, Orogeny on Wrong Speed Records. This is the follow-up to 2007's You Ain't Know the Man, because this is not a frequent combo that is fronted by P.W. Long from Mule and Real Foot and all of his great solo records. This combo, though, Young James Long, back together. It's 13 top-notch swampy blues punk with pw long's distinctive and amazing vocals you got to check out this record brand mm, interesting erogeny young james long so good on it i'll i'll report back when i do ryan's recommend roundup like <laughs> eight months from now <laughs> yeah okay uh number four for me is final gasp morning moon on relapse this band made my honorable mentions with their 2021 EP, Haunting Whisper, which I just loved. So I knew this would be good, uh, but I was totally blown away by it. Definitely exceeded expectations. They're from Boston. This is their debut full length. It's gothy metal influenced post-punk, very Killing Joke-esque for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace, Jordy Walker. Yeah. Um, the guitarist for Killing Joke who passed away a few weeks back. Undoubtedly a huge influence on the tones and riffs on this album. The hype sticker says an unholy union of death rock influenced by punk and hardcore for fans of Danzig, Killing Joke, TSOL, and Mayhem, which I would say is pretty accurate. This is a damn good album. Can't wait to hear what they do next. They definitely have a bright future. Cool. I might actually check that out. Sounds a bit metal for me, but I would check it out. You'd like it, I think. Yeah, I'll check that out. All right, man. Uh, I suspect this one may be on your list too. We shall see. Maybe I know, not. I already know what's coming. Oh my God. But um, it's it was on our top 10 a few years back as well. The Damned, their new record, Darkadelic. It's killer. It's killer. Um, this is the follow-up to 2018's Evil Spirits, uh, which also made my top 10 at the time and yours. The Captain and Dave are in top form. This is a great record start to finish. They have not slowed down a bit. Now, I wonder though, is this the one you were thinking I was going to mention? It might not be. Hmm. I guess we'll find out. Number three for me is Rain Parade, Last Rays of a Dying Sun, on their own label, 51 Recordings. Uh, so the Dream Syndicate reformed in 2012 and have been cranking out shit-hot albums ever since. 
the Long Ride Riders reunited in 2004 and put out, have put out two great records since then. But Rain Parade, easily the most underrated band associated with the Paisley Underground, reformed in 2012. And other than some touring, have been pretty low-key, I would say. 38-year gap between albums, and then they dropped what might be their best album ever. And I'm, inclu- wow. I'm including th- Emergency Third Rail Power Trip in that when I say this. Original members Matt Pucci and Stephen Roback wrote 11 amazing songs, trading off vocals, guests like the Bangles, Debbie and Vicky Peterson. Uh, guitarist on their 85 album, Crashing Dream, is also in the reunited band. Steven's brother, David Roback, was in the original lineup and on um, the classic first recording, but he left following its release to form Clay Allison, which turned into Opal. Uh, he didn't re- rejoin when they reunited in, in 2012, and he actually passed away in, in 2020. Uh, this album is just stellar birds meets Neil Young, folksy, psych rock. Uh, I'm shocked it didn't get more attention this year. It's an exceptionally good album. You should check it out, Ryan. I think you'd probably hmm. like it. I will. I always check out all of your top tens. Yeah. I'll, I'll even check out that Metallica record. All right. Number three for me, Dead Bob. The Dead Bob album Lifelike on Wrong Records. This is, of course, John Wright from No Means No with Friends. It sounds great. He also says he has like two to three more albums of material in the can. Those need to come out as well. And he's saying, you know, he will record and tour. I hope so. I hope he makes it out my way. The footage of their live shows over the last few weeks just look like, I don't know, it just looks like the best the best show that I would want to be at like right now. Uh, super nostalgic, but John has not missed a beat on behind the kit. It looks insane. And backed live by Ford Pier and then Colin McRae from Pigment Vehicle. I just need more of this. I need yeah. more. And it's a great record. Yeah, Byron Slack from The Invasives is, I guess, like all those people you just mentioned, they're like in the band now. It's an actual band. So I think so, yep. Yeah, yep. hopefully, you know, they they make an album as a band. But yeah, it made my short list. It's an awesome record. Okay, number two for me is Frozen Soul, Glacial Domination, Century Media. This was a, a big metal year for me. Uh, some years there's tons of metal that grabs me, others not so much. Uh, you'll hear in my honorable mentions, uh, I was listening to lots of metal this year. We're kind of in this uh, death metal revival right now uh, that we haven't seen since the early 90s. So much good stuff. Uh, and this Fort Worth, Texas band has earned a spot at the top of the heap with this album. Uh, they got a lot of attention in 2021 with their debut, Crypt Device. This one delivers on the promise of greatness that they kind of showed with that record. They totally worship at the altar of Bolt Thrower. They just have that groove. Uh, the grinding riffs, vocalist Chad Green has that Carl Willits delivery in his vocal just down pat. I couldn't get enough of this one this year. It even has some cool John Carpenter-inspired interludes, killer artwork from Las Vegas artist James Busema. Frozen Soul, love it. Mm, that one I I might be quick on the checkout. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, this should be number one, but I'm making it number two just to, you know, avoid some of the criticism from Brandt. It is The Replacements, Tim Let It Bleed edition. Out on Rhino, of course, the long-anticipated Ed Stasium mix of the Tim album with bonus tracks. Is it better than the original? Some say no, actually, for nostalgia reasons. Most say yes. 
I say it's more replacements and like getting a second new version of one of my favorite albums of all time, um, where I can hear all the stuff differently and better from Paul, Bob, Tommy, and Chris. So I'm in 100% all in. I will now flip back and forth between mixes because it's like having two albums of some of my favorite songs of all time. I love it. Yeah, I I loved it too. Um, love the book that came with it. Those are all really good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these replacement box sets set the gold standard for, you know, repackaging material. Yeah. yeah. Should have been number one, but, you know, it's going to be my, I'll, you'll hear my number one in a second. Okay. Well, my number one is The Damned, Darkadelic. <laughs> On ear mu- music, another instant classic in this incredible band's late career, Purple Patch. Like 2018's Evil Spirits, it's unbelievably good, especially for a band of this vintage. Uh, This, for me, should be the benchmark for all of these legacy bands. This is how it's done. Uh, The whole band contributed to the writing. It's classic Damned. There's full-on Who, Beatles-style rockers, uh, gothy songs. Dave Vanian has this incredible song, Roderick, that's just full of melodrama that closes the album. (laughs) It's so inspiring. Dave is 67 years old, and he honestly has never sounded better. Newish drummer, uh, William Grainsville-Taylor, uh, who does a great job on this record. Uh, it's his only album with the band he left after the album came out. Uh, Rat Scabies is back in the band, right where he belongs. Uh, so with Paul Gray having rejoined in 2017, just like that, the Black Album Strawberries lineup is reformed with, uh, of course, longtime keyboardist Monty Oxymoron. It's all very exciting, Ryan. Um, yeah. This album's, this album's crazy good. Uh, Monty's keys are insane on it, right? Yeah. Like great, great texture, great uh, tasteful accompaniment to these amazing songs. It's a great record. All right, my number one. Here we go, man. Iggy Pop, Every ah, Loser. Yeah. Every Loser, man. Have you, you've heard this record, right? Oh, yeah, tons. Yeah. Isn't it great? It's so good, yeah. Oh, my God. Backed by a core band of Chad Smith, Josh Klinghoffer, and their producer, Andrew Watt. Yeah. The Egg recovers from what for me was a weak album, the free album, yeah. and delivers a record as good as post-pop depression with guest appearances by Duff McKagan, Stone Gossard, Dave Navarro, Taylor Hawkins, rest in peace, art by Raymond Pettibone, Every Loser, Iggy Pop, number one record of the year for me, multiple listens, won't get tired of it. The Egg is in top form insane though like your top one is the damned my top one is is the egg isn't that weird yeah it's weird it's really good it's a really good album i thought for sure it would make your top 10 because it just has so much swagger (laughs) so much swagger and so much rock like it's like i like post-pop depression a ton and with the queens guys backing him but this this one is more rock right this is more this is more like uh it even has a bit of tipsy gypsy in it, this record. Yeah, well, post-pop was more of a throwback to um, the Berlin era, I would say. Bo- Bowie, for yeah. sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's way more rock. I thought, Man, I thought it would be in your top 10, but it's awesome. Yeah, it made my short list, but... Um, it was in your top 29. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, good top 10, man. Uh, I, I have some honorable mentions. Uh, I'm going to try and bang these out as fast as I can. I'll start with some of the other stuff that was on my, my short list for possible top 10 ac- action. Forbidden to mention, Midnight Stew, Wasted Wax Records, Calgary, Horror Rock, uh, their 
fourth, I believe, since uh, Tom reactivated the band with a new lineup in 2007. Uh, they're best, in my opinion, since their heyday in the 90s. Just awesome. Yep, it's good. I thought this one might make your top 10, Ryan. Mud Honey, Plastic Eternity on Sub Pop. You know what? It still has not grabbed me as much as the others on my top 10 after multiple listens. Um, it's good. It's not a top 10 this year for me anyways. Yeah, uh, it's their 11th studio album. Honestly, uh, I love the band, but the last few have kind of just been all right for me. This is easily their best since the Lucky Ones in 2008. I love oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. I wouldn't say it's their best. I kind of, it's lower down on the list for me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had a uh, a single out as well, Light Your Way, the 7-inch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another Seattle band, Sandrider, and their, their newest and fourth overall and Velitration uh, on Satanic Royalty Records. This is uh, these guys are ex Akimbo, very similar to that band. Ryan, hmm. uh, vocalist John Wisanowski, same singer as Akimbo, riff heavy kind of stoner rock. They also just released a, a new seven inch on Al- Alternative Tentacles. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Voivod, Morgoth Tales, Century Media. Normally, I wouldn't go for something like this. Um, they re-recorded nine songs from across their catalog to celebrate their 40th anniversary. Uh, a couple of former members guest on it, E-Force and J-Sonic. No Blackie. They're definitely on the outs with Blackie. He's been releasing a bunch of bootlegs and demo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't imagine that's going over too well with the rest of the band. Uh, there's one new song on this, the title track, and a cover of Public Image Limited's Home on the CD version. But it's re- it's really good. I, I would have preferred a new Voivod studio album, but this will tide me over. Speaking of Pill, End of the World, their mm-hmm. third since John reformed the band in 2009. It's really good. Could have for sure subbed that into my top 10 for a few. Yeah, I wondered whether it would have made its way in there for you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of reformed UK bands, Godflesh with their album Purge. It's good. Heavy as hell. So the drum machine is obviously a big part of the, the Godflesh sound. I just love their 2014 comeback album, A World Lit Only by Fire. This is uh, That was kind of a throwback to their street cleaner era. This one, uh, the beats on the drum machine are kind of closer to the Pure album, almost hip-hop. Uh, it's still totally noisy and harsh, but I don't quite enjoy it as much. Uh, but always happy to have a, a new Godflesh record. Uh, speaking of Carl Willits of Bolt Thrower, I've been talking about his new band memoriam in my past few honorable mentions they've been cranking out killer death metal with a touch of doom since 2017 and their newest their fifth overall is called rise to power and it rules check out the song annihilation's dawn it's like the greatest song bolt thrower never wrote all right uh u.s black metal band Althar from Oakland released two albums this year on a label that's quickly becoming my favorite and the most reliably good label in metal, Pittsburgh's 20 Buck Spin. This is chaotic black metal. Um, of the two that came out, I really love the one called Anthronomicon, although its companion album, Helionomicon, which has two 20-minute sidelong songs on it, is also crazy good. Really inventive black metal. Got to throw in some true Norwegian black metal, a band that's always hit or miss for me, uh, but their new one checked all the right boxes. It's Juder and their new one on Season of Mist. Check out the video for Gods of the Black Blood. It is legit black metal. Well, how many records do you have where the album title ends with Omicron? (laughs) 
<laughs> quite, probably quite a few. Like a dozen? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, this next one I want to mention bounced in and out of my top 10. It's Spirit Possession from Portland uh, with their second album on Profound Lore, Of the Sign. Riffy, raw, black metal with more, more than a touch of Celtic Frost and Slayer thrown in. Singer-guitarist Steve Peacock is also in the aforementioned band Althar. Canadian death metal from Toronto, Tomb Mold, also on 20 bucks spin. New one, The Endearing Spirit. They kind of recorded this in secret and dropped it out of nowhere, and the metal community just rightfully lost their minds. Uh, this made every top 10 list this year, deservedly so. Classic death metal that's technical, inventive, well-produced, sounds like an actual band. Can't wait to see where they go next. They've just been going from strength to strength. Just they're right up there with all this death metal resurgence with bands like Frozen Soul, Blood Incantation, Undeath. Uh, lowest Creature, Witch Supreme, Isolation Records, Swedish band, kind of crossover thrash. Again, lots of band doing the doing this, but few doing it well. Uh, they might be the successors to Power Trip for me. High Spirits from Chicago. Not sure if I've talked about them before. Probably. I've been into them for quite a while. Uh, their new one is called Safe on the Other Side on High Roller Records. Just like all the others, it's classic 80s metal. Not corny or cartoony, though, uh, like a lot of bands doing this are. It's actually more of like a hard rock sound. It's almost borderline helicopters territory for me. Uh, the vocals actually, Chris Maycock, the, the main guy in the band, he actually sounds like Chris Hanna a little bit. There's there's even hmm. some like propagandi vibes, like kind of when they... when. Propagandi does their metal influence material. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, a band that made my top 10 a few years ago, Maggot Heart from Berlin. The new one's called Hunger. Didn't grab me quite like 2020's Mercy Machine, but it's really good. Gothy post-punk. It rocks. It's super catchy. A couple of garage rock albums that grabbed me this year uh, made the shortlist. Portland's Gorilla Teens. Um, after several great singles, they finally released their debut full-length on Sue Records. It's called Under the Dagger. This is the latest project of Scott Deluxe Drake. Uh, like Pat Todd, Scott's a rock and roll lifer. If you like The Humpers, his Scott's solo albums, Suicide Kings, Love Sores, you'll love Gorilla Teens. Doesn't stray from the formula. Good, straight-up rock and roll. Uh, the Mullins from Dallas get what you deserve on What Else Get Hip Records. They haven't put one out since 2011, uh, and they came back on a mission, the Mullins. Duff McKagan has a long and varied solo career with his various side projects and solo albums. Uh, most, most of the stuff's good, uh, but he's really found his voice as a singer-songwriter in the past few years. Uh, he released the awesome solo album Tenderness in 2019. His new one, Lighthouse, is very similar. Uh, great songs, Jerry Cantrell, Iggy Pop, and Slash all guest on it. It's rootsy rock. Duff's vocals are kind of this ragged Art Bergman style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really good. Last one I want to mention that's on my short list, other than uh, some of the stuff we've already <laughs> talked about, Ryan. Uh is this dude, Israel Nash. I've been going on about him for a while. I honestly can't believe he's not huge. His album, Lifted, made my top 10 in 2018. He's released a few since then that were okay for me, but his new one, Ozark, is just an instant classic. Fans of Tom Petty, Neil, or even Ryan Adams should be worshipping this guy. Uh, I just never hear his name get mentioned, and I just don't get it. 
top-rate songwriter, great voice to boot. Okay, so non-top 29 honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Is, that what, is that what we're in for? Okay. Yeah, should I go? Of course. I'll back clean up. Don't worry. Okay, more metal. <laughs> get on your get on your bullet belts yeah uh acid king beyond vision oh i told you ryan i've been doing lots of headbanging this year uh, kurt vanderhoof of metal church replaced uh vocalist mike howe who sadly died by suicide in 2021 with former malaya rage ross the boss vocalist mike lopez for a decent new album congregation of annihilation ken mode void kind of Part two of last year's Null, uh, Balls Out Noise Rock out of Winnipeg, uh, newest member, saxophonist Kathleen Kerr, really adds a cool element to their sound. Yeah, opened up for Baroness when I saw them. Yeah. Power metal or traditional metal from bands like Air Raid, Night Demon, Spirit Adrift, Enforcer. Uh, Enforcer's song Heartbeats was a fave for me this year. Uh, check all that stuff out. Black Metal, Lamp of Murmur made a lot of lists, so did Black Braid. Uh, the new one from Marduk, new one from Immortal is okay, but Demonaz is really missing a bath in the band, I would say. <laughs> uh, the new Enforced album, War Remains, is great thrash metal. Oxnard crossover band Dead Heat had an absolutely killer EP called Endless Torment. The new Ringworm album, Seeing Through Fire, uh, vocalist uh, James Bullock, a.k.a. The Human Furnace, is one of the best in hardcore. Uh, this new band on Neurot called False Fed released their debut, Let Them Eat Cake. It's kind of gothy post-punk. It's really good. You might like that one, Ryan, False Fed. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing their hot streak, 20 Buck Spin released the debut from Majesties, Vast Reaches Unclaimed. Uh, it's melodic death metal with touches of Iron Maiden. More on the rock or classic rock tip, The Stones. Uh, their new album was just okay for me. Um, happy they made another record, though. It's kind of hit or miss. The new yeah. Dokken album is pretty good. It's time to reunite with George Lynch, though. Uh, Ian Hunter. Ian Hunter is 84 years old and has been pulling uh, out some of the best albums of his career these last few years. His latest is Defiance Part 1, which indicates he's planning a Part 2, so that's cool. Uh, it's on Sun Records. Yes, that's Sun Records. Guests on the album like Doff, Slash, Mike Campbell, Brad Whitford of Aerosmith, Andy York, Jeff Beck, Ringo Starr, Robert Trujillo of Metallica, Taylor Hawkins is on it, rest in peace, Billy Gibbons, Billy Bob Thornton. Kind of speaks to Ian's status as an artist that he can mm. pull those kinds of guests. Yeah. Alice Cooper released his 22nd solo album, Road. Kind of a concept album about touring. It's good. Recorded live in the studio with his longtime band. Uh, Steve Vai released this previously unreleased album from 1991 called Vai Gash with this motorcycle pal of his, Johnny Gash Sombrado on vocals, who died in a motorcycle accident in 1998. It's almost like one of the David Lee Roth Vai era albums. Not a recommend in any way for you, Ryan, but I love it. Uh, This pretty legendary Canadian band that reformed a few years ago, The Lowest of the Low, a huge influence on the Weaker Thans. Uh, They have a great new album, Welcome to the Plunder Dome. Ron Hawkins of uh, The Lowest of the Low is just uh, one of Canada's best songwriters, in my opinion. Their 1991 album, Shakespeare My Butt, is one of the best records to ever come out of Canada. Yeah, great singer. Yep. 
Uh, Stones connected band Dirty Strangers have a new one. Um, that's really good. One of my faves in a previous top 10 pick, Diamond Dogs, uh, have a new record. This kind of Kiss meets Helicopters group, the Casanovas, have an awesome new one. Uh, the Backstreet Girls uh, have a new Dirty Thunder style um, album that's really good. Rootsy stuff from this band, The Nude Party, kind of remind me a bit of a, a band I love called Natural Child, who also have an excellent new album. The new Long Riders, September, November. It's really good, carrying on after the death of longtime bassist Tom Stevens. Some material he recorded before his unfortunate passing is on here, as well as uh, an awesome tribute to him with a song called Tom Tom. One of my old faves, Ryan, the Waco Brothers have a new st studio album and a new rarities comp out, uh, out. Love the Waco Brothers. Lucinda Williams, Stories from a Rock and Roll Heart. I think Lucinda will be held up in the same company as Dylan Springsteen, who's on her new record, actually. Uh, Neil, Tom Petty, etc. When the history get, books get written, Lucinda's going to be in good company. Incredible songwriter. The new Bomboras record, Ryan. Welcome Return of the Bomboras. Check it out if you need some surf in your diet. There's a new Crime in the City Solution that's good. New Stinking Liza Vita, jazzy instro punk. Hmm. Uh, speaking of jazz, I'm relating dudes to jazz here with some new, new records. Several new John Zorn releases. My pick to recommend is 444. Uh, that's John Medeski on organ, Matt Hollenberg on guitar, just tearing shit up. Uh, one of my favorites by John Zorn in quite some time. Uh, new York Quartet Sex Mob have a brand new Skronkfest on our pal John Corbett's label, Corbett versus Dempsey. Uh, the the new Irreversible Entanglements is crazy good. Uh, this total shredmeister, Ava Mendoza, has a new yes. album with, with bassist Devin Hoff that just kicks so much ass. Yeah, Ava's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I recently spilled about Idris Akamore and the Pyramids, soul jazz, kind of Afrobeat. Uh, their new one's called Afrofuturist Dreams. That's really good, as is the new one from rising jazz star drummer Youssef Dez called Black Classical Music. Uh, special shout out to a band from my neck of the woods, Peace Flag Ensemble, and their second album, Astral Plains, Nice Mellow Modern Jazz. Some rapid fire punk rock, Ryan. Uh, Joe Keithley has a new solo album. There's a new Fear record. Eddie and the Hot Rods have a killer new album. Uh, this band Poison Ruin, kind of raw post-punk, that's really good. The debut from Skull Practitioners on In the Red, that's Jason Victor of Dream Syndicate's new psychedelic post-punk punk proj, that's really good. Homefront from Our Neck of the Woods, I spieled about them earlier this year. Their album's really good. Friend of the Pod, Kevin Grant's new one with his band Wirelines, The Teenage History of the Sea. New Bedford post-hardcore. I'm a big fan of everything Kevin does. Just got this in early December, so I'm kind of still processing it. But it it's excellent. It actually reminds me of Slovenly sometimes. And in particular, Kevin's vocals have some Steve Anderson qualities, uh, but way more melodic, I would say. Yeah, Kevin sent us uh, a, a freebie. Very much appreciated. Yeah. Um, is it... Is it the teenage history or tragic history? Oh, did I say teenage history? It's the tragic history. Sorry. It's yeah, just to make sure people check it out. The yep. tragic history of the sea. Uh, some singles. The new project by members of Power Trip. Uh, the band's called Fugitive. They released a really bitchin' single. Bloodstains. This kind of '80s West Coast punk rock uh, sounding band. 
Looking forward to hearing more from them. Jonesy, this great Thunders-esque band from Montreal, has a cool new EP. Mm. Uh, there's a new Scientists 7-inch. Uh, Juvenile Rex, this L.A. sleaze rock band. Can't wait for their full length. There's a new Fastback single. Uh, and then just really quick, I want to mention some reissues. Canadian punk supergroup Los Populeros, Can't Come Back is uh, a double album with demos and live bonus tracks. Hanoi Rock's Oriental Beat 40th Anniversary Remix, unbelievable. Uh, Fastback's Z2, Leftovers from the Zucker Sessions, you can find that on their Bandcamp, that's really good. The Dream Syndicate box set, uh, Neil Young, it's been more or less released in the last few years, but it's cool to get a standalone release of his most famous unreleased album, Chrome Dreams. There's a bunch of Neil Young archival stuff that came out from this year, but one of my faves of his most recent is called The Ducks, High Flyin', a short-lived band he had in the summer of 1977. They played something like 11 shows total. Members of the Moby Grape were in that band. It's this double album taken from some of those shows. Uh, it's a mix of covers and originals from the various members, including Neil. I won't go into it too much, but it's really good. If you're intrigued by, by what I'm describing, you can read up on it. Uh, and the album's just so good. You want to back clean up, Ryan? All right. All right. Well, uh, in no particular order, except for pseudo alphabetical, I've got the, uh, the adolescents put out a new record that I like Caesar Ooh. salad days on frontier, um, arc welder back together. Mm. Wow. I am so pumped about this. They put out a digital single Lafayette and take it slow. They have mentioned that they've got an eight song album coming out in January of 2024. Arc welder is back. I love it. Uh, Mike Adams at his honest weight, you know, I'm a fan of him guess for thrills. It's a bit of a sleepy album for me out on joyful noise. Um, I like his earlier stuff a bit better, but this might just be a grower for me. Uh, calling hours, say less out on revelation. This is Popeye from Farside with, with the band don't sleep. Basically it's like, you know, instead of Dave Smalley fronting don't, don't sleep. It's uh, Popeye from Farside. It's killer. I've only really heard the the single track where there's a, a video for it. Uh, that record's in the mail. Can't wait to hear the whole album. The Dwarves. You know, I still follow The Dwarves. They've got a new record called Concept Album. It's different, but still sounds like The Dwarves and is good on Greedy Records. Well, I'll check that out. Yeah. Fake Names put out a new record. Expendables out on Epitaph. That's a great record. I like their first one better so far. I think I need to listen to Expendables a bit more. Uh, Fiddlehead, who I've mentioned on uh, the show before, their Death is Nothing to Us record is out on Run for Cover. That's a good one. The Freak Accident, Ralph Spites Band, Outer Space is Boring, self-released, that's a good record. Hmm. Ghost Work, Ghost Work, yes, You'll Be Buried With, out on Spartan Records. This is a recommend from my buddy Derek. This is Aaron from Seaweed hmm. on lead vocals, Ghost Work, check that out, it's cool. Uh, Helmet put out a record, just came out recently, Left, haven't uh, had enough listens on that one yet. Uh, Live Skull put out Party Zero, again on Bronson Recordings, always love a Live Skull record. Four kind of archival singles by Manor Asterman out on Chunklet, these are like uh, Peel sessions and radio sessions, bootlegged um, in the 90s and now kind of getting an official release. They're all good. Yeah. Those four should be collected on a record. 
Uh, it was the Melvins' 40th anniversary. Here are two of the releases, at least. Uh, the Devil You Knew, The Devil You Know, that was cool. And uh, the Throbbing Jazz Gristle Funk Hits record. And then there was a split with Helms Ali, where they do Data Control by Husker Du. Mm. Those three are all on uh, AMREP. And also on AMREP, they made my top 10 last year, Mr. Flies. The Fat Chance record came out. That's good. Perubu put out a new record, Trouble on Big Beat Street, out on Cherry Red. Um, if you like Perubu, and you know I do, this is true to form. It's great. <laughs> I put it on, and I'm just like, oh my God, this is so Perubu. <laughs> just noisy, um, the, the great lyrics. Uh, the band is great that he's got on this record again. You mentioned uh, the Rolling Stones record, Hackney Diamonds. My dad got me that for my birthday. Nice. Uh, and checked it out. Yeah, it's spotty, but a couple of good tracks on there for sure. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Pill. Uh, Dex Romweber has got a new record. Oh. Good Thing Going on Propeller Sound Rec Recordings. It's good. It's mm -hmm. good. Check out. And I know you like Dex. I do. Also mentioned them already on the show here, but Queens of the Stone Age, their new record, In Time's New Roman on Matador. It's good. It's good. Check that out. Um, the slip-ons I was super pumped about this if all these tracks were on an LP might have made my top 10 uh, the slip-ons bad TV 7 inch and heavy machinery 12 inch this is on scam indie records and Brock Pytel from the Doughboys in this band just killer man check out the slip-ons Sloan an archival release alive and all right double LP live record on murder records it's killer uh, Tommy Stinson, speaking of the replacements, Cowboys and the Campfire out on Wronger. It's uh, it's okay. It hasn't really grabbed me. But if yeah. you want, if you want some uh, something, you know, kind of like the Mats for a lazy Sunday, put on this uh, record. Tommy Stinson, Cowboys and the Campfire. You mentioned Wirelines, uh, Wayland Storms, The Silver Snake Unfolds on Antenna Crisco. That's a great record. Another archival uh, Zappa record. Uh, box set kind of funky nothingness came out um, and then in terms of reissues i mentioned on the show not too long ago the shot maker collection a moment in time on solid brass check that out six finger satellite pigeon is still the most popular bird double lp on sub pop reissue uh, there was the steel pole bathtub we own drills reissue out on no coast originally uh, only on cassette from 1987 so i'm hearing it for the first time it was cool uh, the Super Chunk, Misfits and Mistakes, Quadruple LP out on Merge. And then, of course, another from Zappa, the Overnight Sensation 5 CD box set. That's going to be my first holiday listen. I can't wait to listen to that. Right on. Yeah, so definitely some good tunes this year. Oh, man. Another year with a, just a spoil of riches with awesome new music. <laughs> a spoil of riches. <laughs> Hope everyone listening got hip to it at least a few new things that pique their interest and, and find something they dig. Uh, everyone can send us an email at mojackpod at gmail.com and tell us what you liked from this year or what, what we missed for our SST roundup or, or for our top 10 albums that we should check out that we didn't talk about. Or if they want to shit on me for liking the new Metallica record, that's, that's how you can do that. Yeah. Send all your misfits and mistakes to Brant. <laughs> should we get into this Grant Hart record, Ryan? Yeah, man. History lesson, part one. So for those who uh, need a quick reminder, of course, Grant Hart from Husker Du, and we'll talk a bit about how he left the band in a minute, um, but we've had him on twice 
before on the show in terms of uh, solo releases. We had SST215, the Intolerance LP, and then SST219, 2541, which is also SST921, two catalog numbers mm-hmm. for 2541. But we had Tom Herbers on the show, and now here we are with basically his second single off of the Intolerance LP, SST262, All of My Senses. Yeah. Uh, and also, I'll just mention way ba- back on episode 27 for Zen Arcade, we had Paul Hilkoff on as a guest. Paul right. is resident expert on all things Huskers, and, and much of the info for this episode came from his excellent website, thirdav.com, a.k.a. Nice. the Husker Dude database. So, yeah, a little recap, Ryan. The Huskers split up in December of 87, January of 88, uh, with their final show being December 11th, 1987 at the Blue Note in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, they had two more shows booked that month, but they didn't happen. And by February of 88, Grant was performing solo shows under his own name and also with a group he called The Swallows, basically Grant backed by up by Minneapolis band Toadstool. And then he went on to release the first post-Husker Du music by any of the members in October of 88 with the 2541 EP. Uh, in November of 1989, Grant went to Europe for some solo shows, which uh, will be important later when we, we get to the tracks on this EP. Uh, on December 12, 1989, his full length on SST Intolerance was released with Grant more or less playing all of the instruments. In late 1989, Grant also formed a new band called Nova Mob, taking their name from the William S. Burroughs book Nova Express. The first lineup featured Grant on guitar and vocals and a couple of younger Minneapolis musicians as the rhythm section, Tom Merkel on bass and Michael Krigo on drums. Uh, and in a 1989 interview from, from Bucketful of Brains uh, by John Story uh, up on the 3rd AV website, you can find it, he asks Grant about forming Nova Mob. They were just getting started when this interview was conducted, and he mentions Tom and Mike, but also a guitarist named Kevin. I couldn't find any other info about Kevin, so I checked with Paul, and he figures this guy's name is Kevin Lavalley, and I could not find anything else about Kevin Lavalley, what he did before or after. Is it, it Lavalley or Laval? Uh, maybe Lavalley. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, by January of 1990, they're playing shows around the area, Nova Mob, um, locally, at, and then places like Maxwell's in New Jersey, Lounge Acts in Chicago. You can find set lists on Paul's site. They're playing like a mix of Intolerance songs, songs from the first Nova Mob album, and then a bunch of Husker Du songs. They play stuff like Pink Turns to Blue, Never Talking to You Again, Keep Me Hanging On, Diane, Girl Who Lives on Heaven's Hill. Uh, they usually play uh, Keep on Rocking in the Free World, Sign DC, I Just Want to Make Love to You, stuff like that. In May of 1990, this record, the All of My Senses EP, comes out, uh, and Nova Mob, or as they, they're frequently billed during this era, Grant Hart's Nova Mob, heads overseas to several countries, Switzerland, Italy, Yugoslavia, Austria, Germany, Sweden, Denmark, the Netherlands, Scotland, Ireland, the UK, and this is kind of uh, the Intolerance Tour. Uh, the rest of 1990, they're playing uh, a bunch locally and around the U.S., a, a quick rip back over to Europe for a few dates. They're playing with the Westies, Rifle Sport, God's Favorite Band, and others. And they're also recording an album with producer-engineer Dave Kent at Pachyderm Studio in Cannon Falls, Minnesota, which is about 45 minutes away from Minneapolis. Um, 
there is an actual SST promo photo of Noma Mob that exists. I asked Paul Hilkoff if he knew anything about that, uh, like as in Nova Mob possibly discussing a release on SST, and he was unaware of it, uh, but he did dig into it. He actually got confirmation from Mike Kriego, uh, who figures the photo was by Dan Daniel Corrigan, who the pretty safe assumption he photographed the band a bunch. Um, he also photographed Husker Du. It was probably taken in 1990, uh, probably because Grant still had connections to SST at the time. Mm. Um, maybe used for uh, promo for the Intolerance Tour, possibly. Yeah. In February 1991, Nova Mob releases their debut album, The Last Days of Pompeii, on Rough Trade. Um, in January, I believe, of that year, they also released an EP based around one of the tracks, Admiral of the Sea. The EP has a few different mixes and versions of songs off the album, and a cover of I Just Want to Make Love to You, recorded in Switzerland the previous May. The Last Days of Pompeii is a concept album about rocket scientists, German, German rocket scientist Werner von Braun. Uh, in, on the album, he escapes uh, the end of World War II by traveling back to Pompeii. And kind of, uh, well, the album's narrative starts with the fall of Nazi Germany and and this Nazi rocket scientist uh, attempting to not get captured. Uh, in reality, he was uh, he was not just following orders, as they say. He was like, a, or you know, just a innocent scientist uh, put to work by the Nazis. He was a party member and a member of the SS. Uh, he, he used like forced labor to build his rockets. He was brought to the U.S. under Operation Paperclip after the war to work at NASA. Um, or was he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, in Novomov's alternate history, he conjures up Wotan, the Nordic god of war, and Wotan tells him to escape back in time using a V-2 rocket. He meets Pliny the Elder, the naval commander of the Roman Empire in 79 AD, who takes him to the ancient city of Pompeii, where King Pompadivable <laughs> tries to control his mind, just as uh, von Werner claimed Hitler had tried to ma manipulate him. And then Mount Vesuvius erupts, which it actually did in 79 AD and destroyed the Roman city of Pompeii. But then it's revealed, similar to what's said about the concept of Zen Arcade, it was all a dream. And um, <laughs> it's a totally wild concept. Um, it's a hell of an album, actually. Maybe for me, the best thing Grant did post-Hersker do? Really? Not for you? Oh, no. I I much prefer the, the follow-up record to this one. Oh. And some of, some of his solo stuff, which I'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, uh, classics on the album like "Over My Head," "Admiral of the Admiral of the Sea," the title track. It was remixed and reissued in 2010 on Grant's label Condor, um, on CD and LP. Five demos recorded in February 1990 uh, at Underground Studios in Minneapolis are also included in that version of it. Um, after this came out, they went back to Europe, played shows with the Westies. Uh, then they went back to the U.S., played some shows with the Screaming Trees and Doss Dahman. Wow. Uh, they did a East Coast tour uh, with the Magnolias, and Minneapolis band produced uh, produced by Grant. Yeah. Uh, the bassist in the Magnolias, John Paul Joyce, was also in Toadstool. Uh, they basically toured the U.S. and Europe on and off for the next few years fairly extensively. A lot of touring, probably the most Grant did. Uh, post Hooskers. Um, 
they released the Evergreen Memorial Drive 7-inch on German label Black Box Records. At some point after that came out, Michael Kriego, Kriego leaves the band as drummer and Mark Reddish joins on drums. This lineup releases the Shoot Your Way to Freedom 7-inch, also known as Shoot, on the 12-inch EP version on Grant's label Tontine, which we talked about way back on our first Westies episode because he released uh, their debut single on Tontine. Shoot came out overseas on German label Big Store. After the single comes out, there's another lineup change. Mark Reddish is out on drums, uh, and Grant and Tom bring in two new Minneapolis musicians, Steve Sutherland on drums and Chris Hester on second guitar. This lineup records the second full length, a self-titled release produced by Intolerance engineer and producer Chopper Black which comes out in May 1994 on Restless Records in the U.S. and World Service overseas. And, by the way, in 1994, that's also the year that Warner Brothers releases The Living End, a live collection of Husker Du uh, material called from dates on their final tour. There's also a Nova Mob EP for the album's single, Old Empire. They tour the album in the U.S. and Europe for the rest of 1994, but by 1995... Grant's playing uh, under his own name again and billing himself as X Husker Du, X Nova Mob. Um, this self-titled record is also really good. Maybe a bit more straightforward and rocking in a way. A little yep. less 60 inspired than last days. I'd agree. Songs like Little Misinformation, Please Don't Ask, Old Empire. Uh, all songs written by Grant or Grant and Tom. Grant has, has said in interviews that Tom is the best musician he's ever worked with. Definitely a dig at Bob Mould, I would say, but Tom is, is totally <laughs> awesome. Um, Tom, Tom went on to play in uh, the weird and undocumented post-Twin Tone, possibly major label era of Run Westy Run. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's when he was in the band. But he for sure did play in the Westies. Uh, I'm just not 100% sure what era it was. Um he was actually slated to be a guest for this episode, but unfortunately it fell through at the 11th hour. Tom lives in Amsterdam now. He was also a founding member of post-Run Westy Run band Iffy with Kirk and Craig Johnson, along with current Westies drummer Peter Anderson. That's kind of the Nova Mob era, Ryan. What happened next? So Grant started releasing some solo material for a few years, and then there was a big break, but his next one... Um, is a record called Ek Homo on World Service Rough Trade. Now, this is a solo live album recorded at Crocodile Cafe, Washington. And he's doing, you know, solo Nova Mob and Husker tunes. It's a great solo record. It's interesting listening to it, though, because there's just smatterings of applause. Definitely underappreciated at that time doing a solo uh, gig on that Ek Homo uh, record. But check that one out. The next full length, though, Good News for Modern Man, out on Pachyderm Records, LP. Um, this is a good record. I really like it. It was reissued in 2014 on MVD. Great songs, great production. Greg does most of the instruments, and it's tunes that are kind of range between full band tunes to really lo-fi kind of drum machine, like organ-type rhythm section-type stuff. Um, it's good, though. I've actually got both versions. Um, they're They're great. Um, but then there's like a 10-year gap. There's like nothing from 1999 to 2000 uh, when the uh, the CD single Nobody Rides for Free came out on Pachyderm. And then his next kind of full-length 
Hot Wax, um, out on MVD audio. This is a great record. I feel like these later era Grant Hart solo records really are unrecognized and underappreciated. Um, there's a single off of it, You're the Reflection, that was put out on uh, Grant's buddy's label, Amphetamine Reptile, 7-inch. Um, You're the Reflection single, that's good. So Far From Heaven is another single that came out in 2011, and that's from the the Argument record on Domino from 2013, and that's a double LP. Um, this is another great Grant Hart record, underappreciated, I would say. People really need to check out that and the Hot Wax record. Um, there was a 2010 uh, rarities comp on Hazelwood Records, CD and LP, called Overview. Um, that one's pretty hard to track down, but check that one out. And then, of course, um, there is the the release, uh, kind of a soundtrack to the Every Everything documentary um, in 2014. This is, you know, basically the definitive documentary on Grant Hart. Check that out. Um, you can you can find it online or get the DVD on MVD Audio. Really um, draws a light to Grant as a um, not just a recording artist, but also a visual artist mm. as well. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. And the Every Everything soundtrack is a great reminder of this solo material that people should check out. And then. Last but not least, we've mentioned this before, uh, but Grant had this combo, Yano Mamos, their first record, Quizaz or Kizaz from 1988 on New Alliance Records, an EP, and then uh, on MVD, kind of an archival release in 2017, their LP comes alive. Um, those are not very rockin' records. <laughs> they're they're tough to get into, but cool to check out to see some of the most the more experimental avant-garde stuff that grant contributed to um but i guess if you if you listen to brant and i all this is to say that there's a ton of great grant hart records post husker du yeah i agreed ryan people should uh if they haven't i'm assuming a lot of people listening to this or have heard some or all of the stuff we just talked about but if you haven't it's all worth checking out let's get into this uh ep history lesson part two Okay, Ryan, it was released in May of 1990 on 12-inch EP, CD, uh, on cassette with the three tracks on each side, and, according to Paul's site, also on a 3-inch CD. And I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but if you you don't have it, the entire thing is also up on YouTube. Now, I have from Paul's site a press release about this record. It says... All of my senses single from Grant Hart's new album Intolerance melts the icicles of winter on April 10th. So I had May 1990, but uh, this says April. All of my senses SST 262, the new single by Grant Hart is an is an edited version of the track taken from his debut solo album. CMJ called Intolerance one of the most intriguing albums of 1989 and the radio reaction to this record solidifies that claim. The flip side to Senses features two tunes recorded live at the BBC in London last November. The main, the original version available on Intolerance, and a chilly reading of the drug-laced Arthur Lee song Sign DC are performed solo acoustic by Grant. A video for All of My Senses, directed by Tom Mignone, was recorded on the frozen Mississippi River in Grant's hometown of Minneapolis, Minnesota. This clip is sure to stir chilly senses of winter into spring. 
The All of My Senses single and video will be available on April 10th. For further information and icicles, contact Ron, Ron Ronster Coleman, and that's spelled Ron S S T, or Ronster Coleman at two one three eight three five eight nine seven seven. Track one, side one. I guess Ryan, this is I guess it's the A side of the the single is the All of My Senses edit. It's 3 minutes 45 seconds, and the Intolerance version is 5 minutes 51 seconds, so it's 2 minutes shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I assume, as they mentioned in the press release, the idea was that it would hopefully get played on the radio. Uh, the edited version is also the one that they used for the video. Won't get into it too much. We covered it on the Intolerance episode. Kind of cool to re-listen, re-listen to it. Um Fun reminder of kind of how he built the track. Very sparse percussion, mainly hand claps and tambourine. No guitars, no bass. Uh, the music, as far as I can tell, is all played on keyboards. Super 60s psych, kind of like Question Mark and the Mysterians or something like that. Uh, uh, great lyrics. The kind of build up at the beginning of the Intolerance version, I think, is cut down at the beginning. Uh, I think maybe they cut out a verse but I, I could be wrong about that. And then at the end, there's kind of this long extended gospel part where Grant is kind of riffing over top of the backup vocals. That's cut down in the edit. And then the Intolerance version also has about 20 seconds of applause at the end. That's cut out. This one just fades out. It's a good edit. I actually prefer it to the album version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the album version fits on the album, but yeah. if you're going to listen to it as a single, this is... Uh this does it um but a, as with uh, as on the album of course rep- recorded k-bank studios minneapolis engineered by chopper black who you just mentioned and tom herbers who was a guest as well for uh, our 2541 episode yep two exclusive tracks on the b-side both recorded november 1989 at B- bbc studios in london Engineered by Lin Chung Fu. Could not find anything about Lin. I assume a BBC DJ or a BBC engineer. Or a student. Yep. Yeah, could be. The first track is Grant's song, The Main. The studio version is on Tolerance. Grant has described the song as a sea shanty, as in Remember the Main, a ship blown up during the Spanish-American War. Um, Also a song about addiction. I maybe said this in the Intolerance episode, but this one reminds me of the song A Pair of Brown Eyes by the Pogues, rest in peace Shane McGowan. Uh, The chorus kind of has the same chord progression as that song. Cool song, great performance, um, and we'll be actually hearing this again soon enough on the SST Acoustic album. Yeah, I guess the big difference is, you know, solo acoustic versus a piano and organ version on the album. Yeah. Uh, and then the second track on the EP is Signed DC, written by Arthur Lee. Um, this is the second song we've seen on the show from the self-titled um, 1966 Arthur Lee and Love album. Um, we heard the song My Little Red Book, covered by Painted Willie, which is also on that record. The DC in the song Signed DC is Don Conca, Love's original drummer, who was sacked from the band because of a drug problem. It was written from the perspective of a a note left behind after an overdose. Uh, If you've never heard the original, it's kind of this super harrowing uh, song. Arthur's vocal is just unreal. Uh, There's a fantastic harp solo. Arthur just honking on the bobo, as we say around here. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a super heavy track for considering it, it was released in 1966. Uh, Grant, of course, struggled with, with addiction his whole life on and off. Um, this song, Signed DC, has been t- covered a ton, ton of times as well. The Mono Men, uh, Shockabilly, The Liars, Jeff Dahl, White Stripes. Yeah, total desperation, a cry for help. Yeah. Well, we should talk about the artwork. There's a kind of an interesting album cover where it looks like a skydiver falling into what looks like Niagara Falls, um, but hasn't pulled their shoot in time. Yeah. So, so yeah. they're done. Yeah, no, they're going to splat in front of all the tourists at, at Niagara <laughs> Falls for sure. Um, I, I'm assuming Grant created it. There's no credits to like fake name graphics or whatever. It's uh, collage though, hey? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. It's cool. And then the back is just a, a picture of Grant, kind of a blurred out picture of him blowing bubbles in front of what looks like a sheet or something like that. Probably a self-portrait, hey? Yeah. Total long hair, fully hippied out. It's pro- probably in bare feet, blowing bubbles. Total Grant Hart. Yeah. It fi- it fits. Yeah. I, you know, this kind of, I don't think we really needed this EP, but whatever. Maybe a bit of a cash grab. What do you think? Well, they were thinking it's going to get on the radio, man. Yeah. Why not? I suppose so. Hey, I've got a copy of it on CD and 12 inch. So it worked. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I don't know when I got these though, like somewhere along the way in the last 20 plus years, uh, I probably found them for dirt cheap and, um, I'm happy I have them, but at the time, were there a lot of Grant Hart completists out there looking <laughs> looking for this? I don't think so. Yeah. I think if you're going to spend your money on some Grant Hart, find these later era solo records that I just mentioned on MVD and uh, Domino. Those are killer. Yeah. Ballot result? Yeah, man. Ballot result. So what did we pick for Intolerance? Was it All of My Senses? No. No, no we picked the... Stu- uh, the- the intolerance version of 2541. Oh, interesting. Uh, well, be, because from the 2541 EP, we picked fanfare in D major. Come Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Good call. Yeah. Well, I would go with the title track then probably on this one. hundred percent. Yeah. It's a good song. Hey, Ryan, thanks to all of our guests this year. Uh, everyone who engaged with us on our social media or sent us an email, uh, or shared our stuff left us a review, etc. Uh, we'll be back very soon. I hope everyone has a safe and healthy holiday season and a happy new year. Ryan, what's next episode? Next episode, some point in 2024, when Brent and I get up the gumption, it's going to be SST 263, the various artists duck and cover comp. Yeah. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, all at Mojack Pod. We post all kinds of info and tons of pictures of the bands and albums we discuss on the show. Our blog is mojackpod.com. Please check it out for some exclusive content. If you like what we do and want to support the podcast, the best way to do that is to tell your friends about the show. Subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes is also appreciated. We love hearing your opinions, corrections, and feedback, so feel free to post on our social media sites and send us an email to mojackpod at gmail.com. Thanks again for all the support, and we hope to see you next week.